So we're going to hit the ground running today. We're talking about mental health and why keeping a good mental state is crucially important to drivers. The show is jam-packed with awesome today, as your favorite Eve Essery will be joining us later on. Uh, She'll be making her monthly appearance, and we'll get another safety brief from John Witzke. But first, I have some stats and info here for you from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I can barely get through that. I'm not very good with acronyms. I'm sorry. Uh, But to be honest, these stats are kind of eye-opening, and I think it's important that people are aware of them just so that you know what the state of mental health really is in this country. A lot of times it goes unspoken and people try to kind of hide what they're going through or maybe they just have kind of a a different mentality about it. But listen to this. One in five U.S. adults will experience mental illness each year. That's 20%. That's that's a big number. Way bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, One in 20 U.S. adults will experience serious mental illness. That's 5% of us, you guys. That's a lot when you really break it down and think about what serious mental illness actually entails. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, one in sixth U.S. youth aged 6 to 17 will experience a mental health disorder each year, and 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by the age of 14 75% begins by the age of 24. So if you're older than the age of 24, you've already passed the time in your life where most mental illness will develop. Doesn't mean that that can't develop afterwards, but it is something that's good to keep an eye on and and just, you know, make sure that you're conscious of your mental health. I I can't count the number of times where I've had bad days and I've not even given a, a, a second thought to the fact that, dude, I might be suffering from a little bit of depression here. I could have some anger issues. And, you know, I punched a huge hole in a wall in college. And I did not think about that until five years later. And was like, hey, um, maybe that's a red flag. Maybe that wasn't just a fun thing to cover with beer boxes. Uh, so, you know, I, I try to help remain conscious of this stuff and, and always be thinking about it. Not to a point where it you know, just kind of packs me into a hole, but to a point where I feel like I I can help myself if I need to help myself. Because it's easy to have a neglect these things attitude or pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. We've all heard that. But even those with the highest degree of mental fortitude can still suffer, okay? Uh, Or if you're like me and you have the mental fortitude of a possum, you might find some helpful tips in this episode. There's also some good news here. Like, did you know that keeping a pet with you can have a vast positive effect on your mental health? If you have a pet that rides along or even one waiting for you at home, the National Institute of Health, nailed that one, NIH, uh, says interacting with animals has been shown to decrease levels of cortisol, which is a stress-related hormone, and lower your blood pressure. Uh, Other studies have found that animals can reduce loneliness, increase feelings of social support, and boost your mood. I have two corgis at home named Detective Elliot Stabler and Lieutenant Dan, and living with them is like living with a couple of cartoons from the Looney Tunes. I know they brighten every single day, every bad day that I have, but every good day as well. And uh, I thought that was important to share because on this show, we're always asking about pets, and I know that's a good solid reason on why you keep them. It's not just the companionship. It's that feeling that you can't really replicate other than when something wags its tail at you, right? All this is good information. We've got a lot more on the other side of the music. From Omaha, Nebraska, to whatever lane you're driving, this is the H&M Trucking Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to the H&M Trucking Podcast. I am your host, Marcus. Thank you so much for joining me today. As I said in the open, we're talking about mental health. And uh, as I said in the open, we're packed with awesome today. You're going to get to hear from three different people. Coming up here in a moment, we're going to talk to Deanna again from the Driver Advocacy Program uh, to get her insight on mental health and talk to her about how she can help, which is really cool. This program, if you haven't utilized it yet, you've got to get on the phone with her. I, I mean, I, I, look, I feel bad asking her to talk to me, but look, there's some stuff I could really iron out with like an hour on the phone with Deanna. We're going to get her for five or 10 minutes here in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, last week we brought you some breaking industry news about Operation Sideswipe which is an FBI investigation into a crash-for-cash scheme in New Orleans that has netted 50 arrests so far. Authorities say that trucking companies were targeted in nearly 150 setup crashes where attorneys involved in the scheme sued carriers and insurance companies and collected millions in fraudulent funds. Well, today, we have the big man himself, James Fonda, president of H&M Trucking, here to share his thoughts on the scheme. James, thanks so much for joining us today. This is a, a pretty crazy story that we're talking about here. Uh, obviously, this uh, Operation Sideswipe, the FBI is involved. These crashes were clearly set up, over 150 of them, and uh, drivers, carriers, and insurance companies were victimized. Just wanted to give you a chance to talk to your drivers here about what to do in the case of an accident, things to be aware of, and uh, you know, just, just some general tips that you might have for these guys based on this happening down south in the bayou. Yeah, so actually recently we just had a deal down in Louisiana and uh, they're called uh, parishes down there instead of uh, districts. But So we had a, uh, a truck two years ago, probably, bump a car under three miles per hour. So there was no damage to this car. There was no scratch on the bumper. Should have been a pretty cut and dry deal, right? Just pay for new bumper if, if it needed something. The only mark was like a little bit of rust spot. Mm-hmm. Well, after going back and forth, our attorneys basically if, they said, "If we go to court, we're gonna we're, we could this could be an eight hundred thousand dollar deal. Like we'll lose this." When I ended up having to settle for like four hundred thousand um, dollars, yeah, and it's like it's fraud. Yeah, and actually, the gentleman that we settled this with. He actually had, on the same intersection, we found out, had a same accident and was in a lawsuit with another company that was still ongoing. But unfortunately, as a carrier, there's only so much you can do. There's just people out there that, you know, they see a trucking company and and they'll they'll just just go for money, whatever they can get. And and you have attorneys, uh, you know, because you have to hire these attorneys in these other states that will just, they'll just, you know, ambulance chasers. And people just want to close it out sometimes a little bit too quickly these days. They don't even want to fight. I get kind of frustrated here and there when, when like stuff like that happens. Cause it, you know, it feels like you're just getting taken advantage that we just, you know, how to pay $400,000 claim on something that you know that this guy was per- perfectly fine. We actually had a uh, hired uh, detective to go see uh, if he was really injured or not. Like, no, he's carrying on normal life, but you, no matter what you end up losing this case, I, I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but. So, you know, that was definitely something that we thought, like, is this part of this, that deal that we're just getting hung up in? But, you know, as a truck driver, as a truck carrier, you know, we have to be especially careful in these scenarios. You know, we've 
had times where uh, drivers have, have gotten out and for whatever reason get in an argument with uh, whoever, the, whoever they just hit. You know, I have it on camera. And, you know, they get in a, in a fight with the car, you know, whoever's in the car. And, you know, you may you may act professional. Uh, I know I know that there's a lot your adrenaline pumping. Uh, you're nervous. You don't know what's about to happen. You, you know, it, well, first of all, you know, something happens. Go make sure the other person's okay. After you're done with that, call us real quick. Well, and then we'll guide you through what's happening next, whether that's the police are getting called or, or what, whatever's happening. Let our safety department kind of guide the way. You know, you're, the drivers, you're not, you're, not, you're not left out there to deal with a lot of these things on your own. So at the end of the day, all I can say is people are out there trying to, try, trying to make a quick buck, and you need to be especially safe during the, the, um, and, and cautious in these areas. Yeah. And, and also know that the company has your back in the, in this, you know, um, it's, it's obviously there's empirical evidence out there that 70% of accidents involving uh, a truck uh, or a trucking company in, uh, are started or, or caused by four wheelers. So if you get in an accident, it's likely just uh, by the law of averages that you probably not at fault. You got to be able to keep a cool head, but Everybody that's ever driven anywhere knows you're keyed up when you get behind the wheel, and especially when there's eighty thousand pounds on your back. Yeah, I mean you get it's nerve wracking, especially you know, it, it, you know a lot of these a lot of our drivers you know necessarily don't live in big cities, right? So all of a sudden they have to go through uh, Houston or you know where whatever major city, right? They're not they're not necessarily used to those areas, so that can be you know you're, you're also whether you're a really experienced driver or a new guy like there's just a lot that goes behind it, right? You're always kind of keeping your head peeled. Fortunately, we have those driver forward cameras or another, uh, you know, forward facing cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had a, a car that just snuck in front of one of my trucks yesterday, one of our trucks yesterday. And luckily for the camera, it clearly shows that our driver had the right of way and, and we're exonerated from this. So unfortunately it's just, it's a sticky situation. Uh, you know, you're starting to see States now because of these situations, put cap limits on uh, on lawsuits like uh, Florida just passed one. And I, and that really needs to happen around the country because we're, we're too litigious. And, um, you know, it affects the consumer at the end of the day. When, when a drug company gets sued, you know, you're, you're only, you're only kind of backdooring yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, and what better uh, example of, of too litigious is 400 grand for a scratch on the bumper and no bodily harm. You know, I mean, that's, that's crazy to even think about. Um, how prevalent do you think these kind of crash for cash schemes are out there on the road? I think that like that one was a, a major, um, like probably the largest one ever. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe someone on a small scale, but man, it'd be hard to to keep doing it and not get caught, right? Like if you're in the same situation, you do the same people. Now, if you get the law enforcement behind you and, and there's a bigger ploy to it and, and turning as well, it's hard to say. Yeah. You, you know, you could, you could, you could point in a demographic and say, oh, these people are definitely, you know, the type. It's like, well, you know, you don't know. <laughs> right. It, it, it just takes one bad intent person to, to ruin something like that. Well, I'll tell you, with an, an FBI investigation with a name like Operation Sideswipe, if we don't at least get a made-for-TV movie out of this whole thing, I'm going to be bummed <laughs> out because I would really like to, you know, get a couple of the guys from Too Fast, Too Furious in there and, and act this out a little bit. But uh, all jokes aside, <laughs> obviously hate to see this stuff going on would love to see some of those caps get put in uh in various states like florida just did like you mentioned and um just you know tell the drivers out there 
H&M's got your back. Be safe. Uh, keep the keep the shiny side up, as they say, right? Am I am I saying that right, James? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, we got, got nice equipment, and you know, unfortunately, that there's there's two sides to that. You you get to drive nice equipment, and people see nice equipment and see money. Yep. So you know, take that for whatever it's worth. They're just unfortunately they're they're bad players out there, and and you you got to be aware just as much as we are. Absolutely. Uh, that's why we hire. That's why we hire safe drivers. That's why there's you know, people are like, why are we so strict in certain areas? Well, because we're trying to limit the, the, the big lawsuit. So that's where you're just, you're just hoping that you cross your fingers, you're avoiding that every day. I mean, we're, I have a, so we're in a captive, insert, we're self-insured with a captive. And I have other members and we we're just discussing like even what, like what limits do you hold for, for major lawsuits? And I just couldn't even believe that some of these guys, like the, 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 the lower amount that they would carry because just of what's closing and settling these days, uh, especially when you get in a situation like that, when you get the whole group involved, like, you know, there's no, there's no cap and all of a sudden it just gets out of control. It's just sad. It really is. But you're, you know what, you're, you're taking the best precautions that you can by hiring safe drivers. And uh, we've actually on this very podcast guaranteed that you're doing this because I failed the H&M orientation. Uh, Eve gave me a few questions. There were some things that I got away with. I, I think I had a solid C average before she got to the, to the meet and then uh, really fell off. So um, I, I can guarantee that you guys are out there uh, hiring safe drivers and, uh, and backing them up uh, with the best of the best. So just want to thank you for your time, James. I know you're a busy guy. You've got a whole company to run, uh, and I'm sure the drivers will love hearing from you. So we hope you have a great day, and thanks for joining us here on the H&M Trucking Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Marcus. Take care. Joining us for the second week in a row, because we are a privileged bunch here at the H&M Trucking Podcast, is Deanna from the Driver Advocacy Program. Now, real quick, Deanna, before we get into this, I was asked just to clarify that H&M participates in a driver advocacy program. You don't actually work for H&M. You work for the program. And that's an important distinction to make because we are talking about mental health. And I guess maybe we start right off. First of all, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm so happy to be a part of the podcast again. It was so much fun last time and I'm honored to be on it again and to talk about mental health because it's so important. Awesome. Well, I will, I'll tell you to be a bit cautious because I, once I get my hooks into people, you might be a co-host on this thing in three weeks. You don't know. So just, you know, approach with caution. I would be honored. (laughs) (laughs) honored. (laughs) Well, within the driver advocacy program, which I've heard nothing but fantastic things about from every driver that I've talked about. And also I think it's important to notice, I haven't asked them a leading question. You're, you come up as something completely organic Uh, that the drivers really enjoy taking part in. Talk to us a little bit about confidentiality when it comes to these calls, because I imagine a lot of these drivers don't want their business in the streets. They're not like me. They don't just, you know, pour their heart out every week on a podcast and hope that people will be accepting of that. So how does driver advocacy approach uh, confidentiality? Um, It's honestly everything. To me, I think of it in terms of if I were to have a line for my work, what I want my business you know, being portrayed to my boss. Absolutely not. Like I would want, you know, everything to be confidential. And I think it, it does um, bring a lot of trust into it because they know I'm not going back to someone at H&M and just telling them all their business. And a lot of stuff we talk about is super, I would say sensitive as far as topics. I mean, I've talked to drivers about like parents passing away 
and how that's affected their life and super sensitive topics that I wouldn't want someone to go back and be like, hey, like, yeah, this person's dad passed away or this person's mom passed away and they're really having a hard time. I tend to let the drivers know if there's something that they need done, like if they need me to go to Eve at H&M and talk about a, a sensitive topic, I always ask them 100%, are you okay with me giving your information to someone at H&M? And I always make it super obvious, like, hey, I'm going to be sharing this with somebody at H&M. Is that okay with you? Because I mm -hmm. don't want that confidentiality broken. Um, I want them to feel like they're 100% trustworthy of me, that I have their information. And if it's confidential and they want it to stay confidential, then I absolutely will take it to the grave. That's great. And, and so important, you know, everybody deals with these things in different ways. And to know that you have somebody that you can use as a sounding board and, and talk your way through this stuff without having it just be aired like dirty laundry is paramount in my opinion. And, um, one thing about it is you're easy to talk to, you're easy to trust. And so I'm sure that once the drivers figure that out, it's probably a much more comforting experience for them. And so I want to use this podcast as kind of a, a way to let drivers that maybe have not utilized driver advocacy let them know that this isn't like this isn't just an information suck. We're not just the H&M's not just trying to get things out of you. It stays with Deanna. She's very good at her job. It, it like I said, it's just a really important thing. And I'm going to start confiding in Deanna with all sorts of secrets. That's another thing you <laughs> didn't know about joining this is now Absolutely. you're my vault. So get ready because <laughs> I, I'm coming for you. Uh, what what types of stress and mental obstacles do you see drivers dealing with the most kind of generally? Okay, so I've had depression come up a lot. I mean, everyone has different ways of dealing with depression. I feel like there's a lot of anxiety too, just because they're going to different places. They're having to trust their trucks in different places. Sometimes, like, especially during the winter, they're idling off the side of the road and I've had drivers being robbed and it's, it's a weird environment depending on where you're at, but I've also had drivers come to me with ADHD type of symptoms. I've had, especially loneliness, I think is the most, yeah, um, right. just because they're kind of out there for months and they're, you know, well, it's a lonely job. It's not something where you're just congregated with a bunch of people and, you know, very social atmosphere. You're, you know, nine times out of 10, you're by yourself or you're with your dog or, um, that's it. So a lot of times they'll just call it the chat. And I, I 100% get that. Sometimes it's just nice to just have somebody on the other end of the line. That's interesting. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, it's, it's why I wish just for five minutes that my corgis would be able to talk just one, just one day, <laughs> like, give me five minutes with them. Let me know what's on their mind because you can talk to a pet and we talked about it a little bit in the open. Pets are great for, um, loneliness, depression, that type of thing. They lower, um, cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Those are great things, but unfortunately they can't, they can't talk back. They can only listen. And, um, you know, I, I'm sitting here actually, as you brought up depression right off the top, you know, it being just being a truck driver, and these are studies that have proven this, just being a truck driver puts you at higher risk for depression, anxiety, and PTSD. And I can only imagine the type of PTSD that can come from some of the super high pressure driving situations with 80,000 pounds on your back, let's not forget I mean, it's got to be just a whirlwind of emotions and feelings out there on the road. 
they think it's awesome that this program is available because, hey, who knows what's going on out there? And if you have a family at home waiting for you, it just multiplies all of those feelings. You're absolutely right. In your experience, how much does just having someone to talk to help the drivers? It's a world of difference. Um, I think in the beginning of this program, I was worried that I wouldn't get many incoming calls. But now that the program is out there and kind of ramped up and ready to go, I get so many incoming calls from drivers that are like, hey, I'm stuck in a blizzard. Do you have time to just chat? And I absolutely 100% love that because if I were in that situation, I would want that too. I mean, just having a, a person on the other line with empathy that I can call in for free, no expectation, really use the, the program with what you want it to be. I mean, if it's just calling to vent or to chat or, I mean, use it as a free therapy call. I mean, absolutely. I'm all about it. I think it's the utmost important of mental health, just having someone that you can kind of chat with and doesn't have to understand exactly what you're going through. Cause nine times out of 10, I, I've never been a trucker. I've never been out there on the road. I've never been, you know, out there for months away from my family, away from my friends. Um, so I, I don't know what it feels like, but I do have empathy and I can kind of relate in a certain sense, but I think it's everything. Just having a listening ear is, is incredible, especially for mental health. Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, I, I don't have experience in truck driving, but I was a traveling salesman for about three years. And sometimes I would put on, you know, 6,000 miles a month uh, in, in my truck. And the cool part about being a traveling salesman is all that windshield time was typically spent calling my appointments, setting up appointments, trying to make sales. On the days where all I had to do was make deliveries and I didn't have anybody to talk to, those were always the longest days. And and I always, it's weird how just silence lets the thoughts creep in, you know? And all of a sudden you start thinking about something and it's it was always good for me on those days. I would try to, you know, call mom and just chat with mom or maybe call my sister and be like, look, I know you're at work, so am I, but I don't have anything to do, so let's just chat it up, you know? And, and it really is something that I think everybody can relate to. If you're, uh, if you're alienated and isolated, um, things can go hairy real fast. And, and it's understandable because of the stresses that you deal with. And, you know, like I said, I didn't have those stresses of 80,000 pounds on my back. I was just, you know, I had a cooler of stuff in the back. It's like, if, if something happened to it, my boss would be like, okay, come back and get more. You know, it wasn't this huge thing where so many people are affected. So, how about this? If you could send one message to drivers listening that may be struggling with their mental health about the driver advocacy program, what would that be? I'd say call me, reach out. I, I'd be glad to, I mean, even if we, we haven't spoken before, I, I just talked with a gentleman yesterday that I've been getting his voicemail. We've been kind of phone tagging and we just had a really nice conversation. And he was like, I didn't even think to reach out that this was even a real thing. I just thought it was something that, you know, H&M was trying or it was some kind of hoax or you're trying to sell me something. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, nine times a day, you're probably right. I mean, uh, normally it would be something like a sales pitch or something or like a spam call, but yeah, or reach out to a loved one. Like you said, talking to family is amazing. Or, you know, you could also, I have a therapist myself and I do me- weekly, sometimes monthly calls and that's really important to me. I kind of always make sure to schedule that in. And But I'm always here. I love talking to the drivers. It's it's the best part of my day. So 
reach out to me. I'd be happy. Call up. Yeah, call me up. Yeah, call, call up. She she's waiting. <laughs> and this is actually you can actually say in in this this she is waiting with bated breath. She wants to talk to you. So call up. We've all struggled with mental health at some point and uh I wanted to ask you what has helped you straighten some things out? You just mentioned therapy calls. Obviously, that's right. going to be a big one. But are there any other uh, things that you do in your own personal life that uh, help you with the stresses and, and mental health? Absolutely. Um, yeah, monthly, weekly therapy calls, 100%. A lot of times they're covered by insurance, so you really don't pay that much out of pocket. So it's really, it's something you have to utilize. Exercise. I think exercise is so good for your brain. I can definitely tell a difference. And my mental health, if I don't exercise one day and then I exercise the next day, it's it's almost a hundred percent difference. Like I it's crazy. Exercise, I know it's cliche, but if you can just do like 15 minutes, amazing. Um, I meditate to go to sleep at night. That helps me a ton because it kind of helps my breathing, it kind of helps me wind down for the day. And it helps like those intrusive thoughts that come in, you know, yeah. when you're trying to take it, you know, you're trying to calm down, but then your mind's like, no, let's bring it back up. No, meditation helps a ton. Studies have shown if the first 15 minutes of the day, if you go out and you put your bare feet in the soil, like or in the grass, it helps you tremendously because it it's something about, I don't, I don't know the scientific part, but something about like the electrons in your body, it grounds you, it takes all of the free radicals, you know, and kind of takes them out of your body. And then being by a body of water, if you can, you know, stand by a lake or stand by a pond or I mean the ocean would be ideal but right not everybody gets that you know yeah gets that often, we're not shipping but, a lot to the Santa Monica Pier these days right so. right <laughs> but being by a body of water like just takes your stress away I feel like just being by that you know even if it's not even like waves or you know like a pond or anything like that but I think being by a body of water is really helpful too yeah all those things. I mean, yeah. it's funny you say, like, I don't know the science behind standing in the grass or in the soil in the morning. I don't think that it feels good. Who cares about it the does. science at that point? It feels good. And you know what I say? One of my mottos, if it feels good, do it. Yeah. Um, that's always been, it's got me in trouble a couple times in the past, but hey, for the most part, uh, we've been okay. And I, the whole meditation thing, I wish I was better at it. I, I'll do good for like five or six minutes. And then all of a sudden I'll have like a thought that's like, I'm going to steal the declaration of independence. And I'm like, what the, where did that come okay, from? Like, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did that get in there? I haven't even thought about that document in weeks, but you know, something for me that, that uh, you didn't mention, cause a lot of the stuff that you do is, are the same things I try to utilize. But for me, um, I'm a musician and for some reason, just listening to music and blocking out everything on the outside is so therapeutic for me because I will find myself like even, you know, a lot of people think golf is one of these sports that everybody has to be quiet and shh and don't, don't anybody breathe. I listen to heavy metal when I'm out on the golf course because I'm connected with nature. I'm getting the smells and the wind in my face and the everything else. And on my speaker, I've got this one thing that just silences the thoughts. And I think golf being such a mental game, it helps me golf better, but it also helps me just clear my head. And it's like, it's almost like I'm doing laundry when I'm out there. It's like, just get all of this out. And at the end, when I finally put out on 18, uh, it's a deep breath. And I feel like, okay, now I can go back to the things that I have to do. That was something I wanted to do. And it, it works for me. So finding the ways that it works for you, 
I feel like is the most important thing for sure. All right. First of all, that's awesome. I'm a huge heavy metal fan. So I'm right there with you. Nice. There's something about just the streaming. It just, it does take the thoughts away. Maybe it's just because it's so abrupt and like, ah, but I love it. I love yeah. it too. I, I, it's, it's amazing. It fills the void. You know, it, it really does. fills the Absolutely. void. <laughs> and Absolutely. and our, our audio ninja, Mike, I know is down. He's just listening in right now, but he's he's giving us the heart symbol with his hands because with a beard like that, if you're not a heavy metal fan, I feel like you're doing the yeah. the, 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 the crowd a disservice. So Absolutely. We are we are fans here, but any type of music helps. You can catch me listening to 16 Tons by Tennessee Ernie Floyd and, uh, you know, just really bopping along with the beat. It's something about the rhythm, something about the tone. It it really does help me. And we're, we're just about out of time here, but you brought up something right before we came on that I think is super important, and I'm so happy that you did bring it up. I want to give you the opportunity to uh, tell the drivers about this because it's such an important thing that we have available to us. Yeah, so I think depending on where you are in your mental health, it's always good to have this, you know, extra line kind of available to you. It's the um, suicide and crisis hotline 988. It's super simple. You can call, you can text. It's always good for, you know, if, if you can't get a hold of me or you can't get a hold of loved one, just to call and they're 24 seven kind of a hotline that you can just reach out to if you need any additional help. I mean, we all have at one point in our lives had to have mental health counseling or, you know, just some help with that. So if, if you're in need, definitely give that, that number a call or text it, but I'm also available to you. And yeah, I think it's, it's good. It's good to have it in the back of your mind. Absolutely. If you ever need it. A great resource, just like you are to the drivers. And I want to thank you uh, on behalf of everyone for, for doing what you do. You're out there doing God's work and we really do appreciate it. And like I said, you might look forward for a call from me. I might tie you up for two or three hours. You know I can talk, Deanna. So, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, you better. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back in the future. Have a great day. Awesome. I told you she was coming back, and she is here to make her second monthly appearance, the illustrious Eve Essery. HR specialist from H&M Trucking. Eve, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's a beautiful spring day here. And it's not here in Oregon, but that's like pretty common. There's snow just to the east of me. Um, it's raining forever. I'm just going to be depressed until it stops. And that's just, you, you can just be prepared for that for at least another month or so. I would rather have rain all day than snow though. So it's, you'll be okay. It's true. It's true. Nobody knows how to drive in the snow. I want to get to this right off the bat before we kind of get to the meat of what we're talking about today. We talked about some things in, the, in your first appearance on the podcast, things that we can and can't talk about, things that we should and shouldn't talk about. You gave me very clear instructions. I drove them right off the side into the guardrail, and it was only episode two by the time that I had run my mouth way too much, gotten into a little bit of hot water with some things that uh, I shouldn't have said. I've cut some of those together here. Um, they're not in context, but they will give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain uh, to what I actually said. So, Eve, I'm going to play that for you here real quick, and then we're going to get on to scolding me for my terrible behavior. So, here's the clip. That was the wrong button. Here's the clip. Okay, so it's the second episode of the podcast, and I really want to talk about f- 
and how that all happened on a college trip I took to Canada when I was 19. I think, and that's because, without even considering the repercussions of, and whatever that was I brought back from Tijuana, which doesn't even begin to explain why I feel this weird pain in the left side of my abdomen when I'm trying to, and to be honest, the could do it with one, they don't need two, or even three, it's one of the best in the and if you really want to know, I have used death uh, for some different things than what you're used to using it for, like and personal finance, but I wouldn't recommend it for shampoo. But the fix was totally in on that fight, and so that was the last time I ever fought a chicken. And we're going to talk to Eve about what she thinks about and and I bet she's just going to love this segment. I can't wait for her to hear it. Well... Eve, if you'd like, you can share your thoughts on those segments, um, but I owe you an apology. I'm sorry for getting a little bit too loose with the tongue, and um, I, I promise not to let that happen again. Well, the fact that you're using death for shampoo should give our listeners a little bit of a clue of what we're dealing with here and what I'm trying to rein in. So we, we're going to work on making this a, a podcast that we can all be proud of. So I, I think okay. we can do better. Do you think the death has anything to do with this crop circle of a bald spot I have going on on the back of my head? Marcus, you've had that way before you started doing this show, <laughs> so I don't think that's the case. How did you know that? How did you know that? You've been listening to those old episodes of Unplugged OTR, haven't you? I listen to every episode. I have to make sure I do to keep you in line. Remember, that's how I catch these little things that we have to talk about. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Well, uh, I apologize. I have learned my lesson and we are on to bigger and better things. This is the portion of our interview with you where we like to talk about uh, birthdays, anniversaries, special announcements, all that fun stuff. So what do you have for us today? I have a, a few things for you today. So first, I want to talk about anniversaries. We have some big ones this month of April. So David Fuller and Mark Bessicker have both been with H&M for 10 years this month um, in April. So thank you to them and a big shout out. 10 years is a big commitment. And we really do appreciate them and, and all the hard work that they do out there on the road. Big shout out. Uh, 10 years anywhere is uh, it, it seems like a lifetime when you look back on it and uh, to have loyal employees like that that'll work hard for you for that long uh irreplaceable you know absolutely the other thing i want to do um an announcement is some of our listeners may know elena she is our safety specialist and her and josh just had a little baby boy this week so joseph russell nelson was born on 4-2 at 2:40 a.m weighing in at seven pounds, six ounces, and at 19 and a quarter inches long. And so congratulations to the parents. Mom and baby are doing great. Pictures are adorable. So I can't wait to babysit for her. <laughs> well, welcome to the H&M Trucking family, a little bouncing baby boy. How cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always fun to see the uh, the community grow in that way. So congratulations. Yeah, for sure. That's what I have so far for announcements this month. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for bringing us those. On the last episode, and this is actually something we can talk about without a bunch of sensor beeps, we talked about whether or not you thought I could pass H&M's orientation. And um, let's just be honest, nobody thinks that I can, but we decided to prepare just a, just a short little quiz here to kind of dip my toe in the water, just in case one of these days I need to be a truck driver and uh, you know I'm coming to Omaha to drive for H&M if that's the case. So 
Walk me through it. Let me see how I would do in, in what you've prepared for me here today. Okay, we're going to start with the easy things, right? So the first one is, are you at least 23 years of age or older? And judging by the crop circle on the back of your head, I'm going to go with yes. I'll let you get away with that one, Eve. And, and yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, let's say if I was 23, well, I, I don't really know how to phrase it, but I, I basically could have graduated high school twice now um, with that age gap between <laughs> where I am and 23, 38 years old, well qualified in that right. Okay. All right. So we're good there. So you're so far, you're passing. You, you nice. so far can be a driver agent. All right. Okay. Cut and print right now because it might be the last time we hear that. (laughs) All right. The next one is no more than three moving violations within the last three years. Eve, there's some times when I say something that I know the person I'm talking to isn't going to believe, but in the last three years, I have zero moving violations. Okay. Nothing. All right. I had a, I, I did have a very close call with a very kind gentleman that works for the Oregon State Police. Uh, I believe Trooper Banks was his name. I would like to thank him and his family and anybody that he's ever befriended uh, because he very easily could have written me a large ticket, which would have been a hefty moving violation, but he let me off and told me that I was being polite and honest. So take from that what you will. That's good. Kindness can get you very far. So, okay. All right. We're good. And I'm still passing. I'm still still passing. passing, you guys. This is so exciting. No alcohol or drug convictions within the last five years. No alcohol or drug convictions ever in in my life. All right. You know, that's another thing I'm very proud of. I can't say that there haven't been close calls, but we won't get into that. Sensor beeps, you know, that whole thing. (laughs) No failed or refused drug test ever. So this is a funny one. I... I, I was actually not, I, I didn't have anything in my system, but I have a, a little bit of a problem with bladder shyness. And so the only drug test I've ever had to take before a job, I pounded like 40, 50 ounces of water right before I went in and it came back inconclusive. And then I had to have a real uncomfortable chat with my prospective manager about whether or not I was trying to hide something. I went back and took the test later that day and passed. I don't know if inconclusive constitutes failed or refused, but that was what happened. No, that's that just means that um, you drank too much and you watered down the sample. So, okay, we'll we'll let you pass there. We'll let you pass. Yes, it's like a C. I'm passing, but it's like with a C right now because that's a tough one. Right. Here's the next one. No serious preventable crashes in the past three years. No serious crashes. That includes rear end collisions, rollovers, jackknives, head-on collisions, things like that. Any anything like that. The only accident I've been in uh, was a rear end collision, and I was at fault for it. I was driving by a coffee stand, and I was looking over, thinking, "Man, I could use a vanilla Italian soda right now." And wham! But that was five years ago, so I think I'm in okay. the clear. Okay. All right, you're okay there then too. I can't believe this. I, I know me either. Uh, here I we haven't go, passed though. a test with this much flying colors since third grade, Eve. <laughs> no serious or disqualifying traffic violations within the last three years, including excessive speed, which is 15 miles an hour or over, improper or erratic lane changes, following too closely, or cell phone infractions, personal or commercial vehicle. Okay, so this is one where I think it's I'm, I'm getting off, but only on a technicality, because that speeding ticket I spoke of that Officer Banks let me off of would have been over 15 mm-hmm. miles an hour over. But since he was uh, he was kind to me that day, I, I barely slipped by on this one. 
You know, it's interesting that you kind of bring that up because one of the things about driving a commercial vehicle is warnings will show up just like a ticket. So if, if officer banks would have written you a warning, um, as a commercial vehicle driver, he's not doing you any favors because then not only can you not fight it, but it's still going to show up on your record. So, Oh, okay. So, and I've heard that, that sometimes the drivers will prefer the ticket over the warning in that, right. Is that correct? Right. Because then they can go and they can try to fight it and they can try to get it removed from their record, but a warning you cannot fight. Okay. Well, once again, a tip of the cap to officer banks and I'm passing by the hair on my chinny chin chin at this point. Okay. Here's where it gets a little tough, Marcus. I knew it was coming. Two years of over the road experience in the past 10 years over the road, meaning recent CDL experience. Uh, I'm, I'm dry all out, fresh out of CDL experience. I've got nothing. Do you have a class A CDL? Also do not have that. Okay. Well, I knew this was coming. You know, that's really (laughs) worth 90% of the points on this test. Ah, Uh, damn it. (laughs) So that's, uh, and then able to obtain a hazmat or tanker um, endorsement. If you're going to be a van driver, hoppers don't need it, but vans you do. So, but if you don't have a CDL, you don't have an endorsement. So that's it. Putting the cart before the horse there. So um, big old F. Fail. Yep. Congratulations. Here, we'll play this this one again just for... We all knew we all knew that was going to happen, so we might as well have a party horn in uh, the party here just to, just to drive it home. I could not do what those of you who are listening are out there doing, and not from a standpoint of, of just my misqualifications or the things that disqualify me, but because I don't believe I have the mental fortitude. And to, to kind of turn this onto a serious note here, we are talking about mental health on this podcast, and I've long had a very high degree of respect for truck drivers because it's a lot of windshield time. It's a lot of time alone. You're dealing with 80,000 pounds on your back, and nobody, and I emphasize nobody else on the road cares about you. They only care about themselves. So I want to take this chance to kind of turn the wheel a little bit and talk with you, Eve, about mental health and uh, some resources that might be available, some things that, that H&M employs or just mental health in general and how we keep these truckers feeling good and, and wanting to do their job and, um, and, and not dealing with all of those stresses that come from, from the work. Sure. And, and I think that there are several things that they can do um, that can help. And we have several resources available too. So I'm excited to kind of go through some of that and, and talk to you about it. Yeah. You know, we spoke to Deanna from Driver Advocacy uh, earlier in the podcast here, and uh, we got to hear a lot about what she offers. And I know that that's just kind of scratching the surface there. So go ahead, lay it on me. Well, first, Deanna is great and she is great at listening. She's a wonderful ear if anybody wants to talk to her and and she will definitely be a, a listening ear for anybody that needs it. So I really do appreciate her. Yeah, she's great. And the drivers love her. You know, I, I've a lot of times I'll ask a question in hopes that I get an answer, you know, kind of like a leading question. Every time Deanna has been brought up to us here on the podcast or on Unplugged OTR, it's always been completely unsolicited. They bring her up without us asking about it. And that's how I know that that's a really good program. Sure, sure. Well, the first thing that I want to talk about as far as mental health and things um, to kind of keep your head up out there and um, is pets. 
pets are huge in H&M. And one of the best resources that um, you can have is a pet. Um, some of a friend to talk to in the truck, uh, another, another body there, someone to care for. So um, owning a pet decreases depression, anxiety, stress, all of those things. So I just can't say enough about that. And of course, we love them at H&M. So we encourage that. Yes. Very pet friendly company, which makes my job more fun because when I'm talking to drivers, I always get to ask them about who's riding along. And uh, we've had some hilarious stories, cats hiding for eight, 10 hours at a time in the cab, can't find them. And then all of a sudden they get bopped on the head while they're driving. Of course, all of the great dogs. I, I am such a huge proponent of this because I, I work from home. I am fortunate in that right. But my wife leaves at 7.30 in the morning and she doesn't get back until 7.30 at night. And I've got thoughts, Eve. They, they just go. And so sometimes my two corgis, uh, Detective Elliot Stabler and Lieutenant Dan, they just have to sit there and listen. And I, I can't tell you what it does to them, the poor things, but I know it helps me. And uh, just having a, another thing, like you said, to care for, uh, something to, to give you that companionship it's amazing what a pet can do for you. And and if you've never had one in the cab of your truck, I can't speak to how complicated it might be to have them in there. But I would say just like rent one, borrow a buddy's, borrow a buddy's chihuahua and take it on a road trip because you'll never go back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the next best thing to pets is reaching out to another human, right? So call somebody, text, whatever. It's not while you're driving, of course, but reach out to your family, your friends, anyone, and, and stay in contact. The great thing about H&M is we do have a really good community of drivers. I know a lot of them are of their own little niche and they, they talk to each other and they will talk to each other for hours going down the road. And that's really great for their mental health is just to have somebody that's in the same position as them doing the same thing, dealing with the same things on a day-to-day basis. And also somebody to, you know, kind of Uh, bounce ideas off of and things like that when things aren't maybe going right. So I really think that that is a very important part of H&M and a part of our culture here. Yeah. And you know, it happens to everybody. It's, it's the cobwebs that build up in your mind when you don't have that human interaction. And uh, I was telling Deanna, sometimes the thoughts creep in and I want to I think the reference I used was steal the declaration of independence. And I think, where did that come from? Why is that in my head? Oh, I've just been sitting here staring at a wall for six hours. I need some human interaction. It's a great thing. It's undervalued. I think sometimes and and underappreciated just what a quick chat with, uh, it could be a loved one. It could be even just a business call, but talking to someone just helps. I I really am am a firm proponent of this. Absolutely. The other thing that I think is super important is to make plans with whoever. So it doesn't even have to be with somebody, but use your home time. Use your home time as something to look forward to. Put in those requests when you want to be home. You think you need a little bit of space. Get out of the truck for a little while and that's okay. So make sure that you're putting in those requests and using the home time that you're given. Um, So you have something to look forward to. That's super important. I always look forward to vacations and the next thing that we have to do and and all of that. My husband and I are um, going on a little work trip. It's actually a conference in Las Vegas next week. So we're there for four days. So I get, I'm going for work and he's just going with me because he's spoiled and he wants to go to Vegas. Oh, well, good for him. Good for him. (laughs) What's your game, Eve? Are are you a blackjack player? Do you like the slot machines? I'm a blackjack player. So nice. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I don't know how much that I'll really do. I'm actually more of a people watcher than a gambler. So that's Disneyland for people watching, right? It absolutely (laughs) is. Absolutely. So, um, so we're really looking forward to that. So even just that for us is something to look forward to. It's a little getaway out of the norm and it just really kind of brightens your whole outlook when you have something like that, that you're looking forward to. I learned that lesson early in life because my dad actually, you know, we're talking about Vegas. My dad had a little poker crew that he used to play just nickel diamond quarter games with every Thursday night. And when I was, you know, 13, 14, able to understand the games and not just screw off, he started inviting me. And what I realized was, you know, my dad didn't really love his job. He did it because he had to, like a lot of people do. And I started to realize that his friends sitting around this poker table were all very similar in that they go to jobs that they sometimes, you know, they stress them out. They make them angry or something happens that totally throws off the spin of their entire day. But they all look forward to Thursday night at seven o'clock because Thursday night at seven o'clock is when everything else shuts off. And the only thing we have to worry about is 52 cards in the deck and how much money's in my bag. And then they just, they let go They're you know, they're razzing each other. They're needling each other. They're, they're maybe having a couple of drinks or whatever, having something to look forward to each week or each month, or maybe, you know, every other week, whatever it is. Uh, it's amazing. And it could be anything for me a lot for a long time when I was working at Applebee's, I was an Apple buddy, Eve. I bet you didn't know that about me. I didn't. It was city league softball. It was, it was a double header yeah. once a week on Wednesdays. And that kept me from burning a particular Applebee's in Eugene to the ground. And it's still standing <laughs> to this day. And thank you, uh, Eugene city league softball. What else you got for me? So kind of actually playing into that is exercise. So taking some time to just 30 minutes of exercise a day can stimulate the the brain chemicals that are inside there that make you feel happier. So a little bit of exercise, just getting out, walking around the truck, whatever it happens to be um, that you would prefer to do. But just that little bit of physical is huge and will completely change um, how you're feeling for the day. So I just really encourage that too. Um, And it never hurts to, to just feel better about yourself. Yeah, it's tough. Look, every, we know you're you're in a cab of a truck all day, and it's not like you have a lot of time standing on your feet. Mm-hmm. In a similar way, I sit at this desk a lot, and I've actually started here just recently. When I have like a, a moment to to just walk away from the computer screen, I'll just do like ten squats, or I'll just go up and down the stairs a couple of times. And it's really crazy how even that very small amount of exercise really does kind of flush out the the thoughts, you know? Absolutely. Well, that's all I really have as far as my tips and and tricks and stuff. So the other thing that I just wanted to touch on a little bit is talking to your dispatcher, the driver advocacy. And then the other thing that we have is an EAP program, which is an employee assistance program. And that's through paychecks. So that's for company drivers only that are covered under that program. But they do have some counseling services that are available um, and they can help put you in contact with a counselor if that's something that you think you need to do. So I just really encourage anyone, um, if you're having any kind of negative thoughts or anything, please reach out. Um, I do have some resources and, and things like that too, suicide prevention hotlines and things like that, that we can put you in contact with. So don't think that you're alone in this because we're, we're in this with you. Absolutely. And uh, we did mention the uh, suicide crisis prevention hotline uh, in Deanna's interview, but might as well say it again. It's just the three numbers, 988. You can call it, you can text it. It's, it's available to you. 
and um, it, it's probably saved a, a, a vast amount of lives out there or made them better. So utilize these by all means because we all deal with this as a truck driver, as I said back when we were talking to Deanna, you are predisposed to having higher levels of stress, higher levels of, mm-hmm. of loneliness, the things like that. So take advantage of these things if you're feeling it. And uh, just remember that you're just like everyone else when it comes to this. Everybody needs a little bit of help from time to time. Fortunate that you work for a company like H&M that has these resources available. And you have somebody like the great Eve thinking about this type of stuff for you because man, not every company, like I said, I mean, you think Applebee's would have done anything other than pointed at the door. If I came in with some mental health issues, they would have given me an appetizer sampler and told me to go home early. That type of stuff doesn't always help. You need sometimes a a little bit more and driver advocacy and all of these things are, are out there for you. So take advantage and, uh, talk to someone if you need to, I think now we can kind of get on to what's going to be my favorite segment of every podcast that you're on, Eve, and I think you know where I'm going with it. It's time for laying down the law with Eve. That was all nice. That was very cool what you did there. You gave him a lot of tips and tricks, talking about stuff that really matters. Now it's time to maybe scold or teach a lesson, right? We already scolded me, so let's just teach a lesson here. (laughs) So one of the things I want to talk about today is actually about pets. And you know, we love pets in our office. We do. We, every desk has treats and they love them. And the the dogs come in and they're so excited to be there. And we're so excited to have them. But there's always a, but those little, those little furry friends need to be on a leash. Ah, okay. We have to keep them on a leash. And here's why, because they get so excited to see us. They just piddle all over the place in the office, right? We have it. Like then we, we have to clean that up. We have dogs that are running all over. People are on the phone and they're jumping up on them as they're trying to talk to people and um, scaring the bejesus out of them. We just need to keep the pets on leashes. Also, I'm saying that because I also am an animal lover. However, I am allergic to everything with fur. And I bet you didn't know that about me, Marcus. I didn't, but, uh, I mean, we have a little bit in common. I I do have some pet dander allergies as well. Um, I, Mm -hmm. I just subject myself to it like an idiot, but you know, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes a little against your will, it sounds like, but Hey, that's why (laughs) we're having this conversation, right? (laughs) Exactly. I also have a little furry friend at home. Her name is cash. She is a chocolate lab and Australian Shepherd mix. She's really just a a mutt that we got for free one day that my kids brought home as a tiny little cute puppy. Um, And not that she's not um, cute now, but she's not tiny. No. (laughs) She's about as big around as she is tall, but um, she's well loved. And we do love her at our house, but we still have to keep her on a leash when we take her out. So same kind of thing applies here. So we just ask that you please keep the dogs on a leash when they come into the office so that we just have a little more control. We would love to see them and we love to give them all of the pets and all of the things, but we need to do it while they're on the leash. Well said. Now I'm actually coming to visit uh, the H&M offices here coming around uh, like mid-May. And uh, I have a question. Do I have to be on a leash? You probably need to be. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I knew it. Are you going to piddle on the floor? <laughs> well, 
I'm not going to make any promises, Eve. <laughs> I've known myself for 38 long years, and I'm just not comfortable giving you a solid answer yet. But we'll see how the plane ride goes, okay? It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Eve, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Uh, remember, drivers, you got plenty of resources out there when it comes to mental health, and Eve's got your back, so make sure to utilize that stuff. We will see you in another month, ma'am. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great month. You too. She never fails to impress and I never fail to disappoint. Thank you so much to Eve Essery for her time today. All right, we're going to put the wraps on this thing. Uh, thank you guys all so much for tuning in today and listening. Um, definitely hook up with us over on the H&M social media accounts. Like and check out the videos. Uh, share them with your friends. Share them with your fellow drivers. Uh, we love all of the word of mouth that helps this podcast grow, and we thank you guys for it. One last thing that we didn't talk about that's a quick little tip I can slip in here. Um, sleep. You know, it, people take sleep for granted, but getting enough quality sleep actually helps uh, with your mental health issues. Uh, sleep apnea, one, can be linked to chronic fatigue, and depression, of course, is also common among truck drivers. So, I know it's tough out there sleeping on the road, not having a nice big warm bed to hop into every night, but if you can, get the best quality sleep you can. It's going to help that mental state. And one more thing that's going to help is gratitude. I already thank the listeners. I thank them again. I want to thank James Fonda, president of H&M, Deanna with the Driver Advocacy Program, and Eve Essery once again. Uh, it's them coming on here that makes this show great and fun to listen to. So thank you all very much. We will see you next week. This is the H&M Trucking Podcast. Stay fresh, cheese bags, and stay mentally healthy too. Hey drivers, Marcus here just popping in to remind you all that Deanna is available from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, to chat about what's happening on the road, what's frustrating you today, and help come up with some solutions to make your day on the road better. Not to mention, she's just great to chat with if you're needing a friend. Deanna is here to listen and to be your voice of change at H&M Trucking. If you are struggling with your mental health, there's no shame in reaching out to the various resources available including in-person therapy covered by your insurance, support groups, crisis lines like 988, or you can reach out to Deanna or Eve if you need assistance navigating. Remember, you're never alone, and there are people here willing to help you. Much love. Until next week, cheese bags. Thank you for listening to the H&M Trucking Podcast. Please leave a review, subscribe, and connect with Marcus over at the H&M Trucking social media channels. And if you're considering a job at H&M, find us at hmtrucking.com. Until next time, stay safe and ahead of the curve drivers.